0: So joined now by Marsh Brosnan and Sean O'Doher to look back over the county final over the weekend, where Mike Cullen ran out uh, one point uh, victors in the end. Sean O'G- uh coming to you first. We we're on even staying half air there. Like we uh, we were produced really with a I suppose brilliant county final. Like I kind of have to accept in the conditions we have around this time of year that it's not going to be. Maybe cracking and free flowing at all times, but excitement wise and everything, um, my and Sarta definitely produced that.
1: Yeah, it was. I have to say, um, it, it was a good game, um, you know the the result was in doubt up to the very last minute or last few seconds even, um. Obviously, people were interested in going to the final. I think there was about six thousand people there. The game was held up for. I think 10 minutes or the throw-in was held up for 10 minutes, which kind of I suppose showed the um you know the amount of interest that was in the game. People wanted to go and see it. I think it was the maybe the third all Westboard final ever, I think. Um we'd say in Galway. So, you know, I suppose there was a novelty factor to that. Um my cullen on the one hand, you know, when they won two years ago. There was nobody allowed to go to the game, so it made it extra special for them. Uh, for Till then, you know, even though they lost, looking back on their year, I would suggest that, um, you know, it has been a successful year for them, I suppose, given as well the average age of that squad that they have, which seems, you know, quite young. And I think if John O'Mahony is willing to stay on, I think the future is bright for them.
0: Yeah, no, uh, it like so many positives really for, for both sides that you could take away from this uh, county final Mars.
2: I agree, Paul. Yeah, and probably I would actually say for the county to be honest, you know, you, you look at the it's a very successful championship all around. I think revenue for gates broke a million, the tendencies all year have been very strong. The games were streamed consistently, which I think is something that we really needed in Galway. Um, and other counties, I think we'll actually be looking at that as an example now. You have the other county who didn't stream any of their games whatsoever. And the county so that's been a been a huge plus. Uh, Football wise, I thought given the conditions, it was it was entertaining. It probably was what you'd expect from this time of the year, um, and particularly with the you know I don't know what G guys were walking in, but that absolute gale cutting. Yeah, you were whatever about sand in the sand. You couldn't be dreading trying to kick a ball in it. So um, I thought that was, it was pleasing for both teams. It was very evident. I think that you know I saw Sartel from the very first second it actually remind me of the Armadoni goal game this year. I don't know if you remember that when you Neal know, lumped the ball in on top of Arroyo Grogan, but the seconds they won that throw-in. They were determined we're going to kick this ball in long. Tapo Tomo, um, they did the same thing about a minute later. So they were came out and tried to dictate the terms and play football. And that's as much as you can hope for, in given the as we say, the conditions.
0: If you look at the um goals, Sean Ogan, both like from both teams, there's obviously luck with the Salt Hill goal early on the stage. Um, Daniel O'Flaherty on six minutes, like it's it's safe to say he was going for a point. Then Owen Gallagher launches a ball into the square, maybe a hit and hope and Peter Cook's just there in the end of it. But like for like for both sides, there 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 was luck on their sides for the goals.
1: Oh yeah, there was. Um like I I think you know none of those two goals were part of any playbook uh, for either team. Um obviously Daniel O'Flaherty was going for a point. And you know, just dipped in under the crossbar at the very last second. And um, you know, I suppose if you've been critical, um, the Mike power, I mean, he, he possibly should have got to that. Um, and then, you know, th- if that was fortuitous, I think the Mike goal, and then probably admit this themselves, was very fortuitous. I mean, Owen Gallagher. I was reading in the paper today, I mean, he was obviously going for a point. He said that he just threw a leg at it. So it, it's like t- the ball then hanging in the air in, in, I suppose, no man's land. Does Rory Lavelle, does he come out or does he stay on his line? Uh, I suppose he made the fateful decision to come out, even though there was two or three Saltil defenders going up with Peter Cook. And I'm sure... We say during the week he's had nightmares about that uh, decision. So once he committed to it, you know, there was nobody on the line. And in actual fact, was it possibly an OG, an own goal? Because I think, uh, no, I don't know what's all till defender. I think it was own Bailey,
0: as far as I know.
1: I, possibly. Yeah. I know he was in the vicinity, all right. But I think the last touch of the ball um, was from a defender. Uh, and that he roofed it into his own net um you know I mean I wouldn't blame him you know I mean these things happen in in you know split seconds but certainly you know the you know though you know it's added to the excitement factor of of the final those those two goals but um you know I, I think I think so have played for what was it 60 59 minutes having played you know really really well um you know, to let a goal like that in, I think would probably add to the disappointment on on Sunday night. But you know, you do need luck to win, you know, big titles. And uh, Mike Cullen got their luck.
0: Did Mike Cullen get away with one Mars? Because like I was just watching on the streaming service, and it was kind of hard to tell towards the end of that game, where to get a breakaway chance. Uh, I think the ball kind of falls to. Call Sweeney it looks like Martin Flaherty's put up his hand That's to play advantage back. yeah and then he comes back and I don't feel it's kind of been outlined enough because
2: like it was it seemed like such a big turning point because Sautil really did have the numbers there yeah I agree with you yeah I think it, like I, you know I don't know if it was on the stream actually I watched the game back but I didn't see after it but John O'Mahony definitely went over to the referee after the game and Seemed aggravated enough about a few things. Actually, there was maybe a free just before that as well that um, Sotell definitely took issue with. That, it's, I think a lot of them are marginal, Paul. By and large, you know, something like you know, I thought Brian Connolly was very harshly penalised in the first, uh, start of the second half for playing the ball on the ground or small stuff like that. Like that, I to be honest, I find it hard to criticise a free for that stuff. Sort of but I do think in a situation like that, that that's a mistake. You, you you have to play advantage in a situation like that. It's just you know because otherwise you're you're rewarding. cynical foul not the cynical foul but what it it, it was was trying to stop the the flow of play you know what you see teams doing a lot now often is they're actually fouling higher up the field I think partly because of the black card maybe teams are just becoming smarter about it Kerry actually against Galway this year were brilliant at it you know Kerry had five turnovers in the second half against Galway in their own half this is in Galway's half every single one of them ended in a Kerry foul like that's that's a deliberate that's not a coincidence that's happening deliberately and if you don't punish that, or if you don't play advantage and allow teams to, to take advantage of that, that's why you get situations like that. So another example, just from the inter or year this year, you know, look at the goal. The only goal Kerry conceded in the Championship this year was against Dublin. How, where did that come from? A turnover high up the field. They tried to foul twice, but a brilliant referee played advantage both times, goes up the other end and Scully puts it into the corner and gets the goal. So you have to, in situations like that, I think it's actually important for the flow of Gaelic football that you, in an attacking situation, that play advantage. By and large, I thought, no, it wasn't his best day but I, I don't necessarily like talking about referees but just that one particular incident I thought you have to you, you have to play advantage because otherwise it has massive repercussions for but game that we want to see
0: yeah it just feels like like an occasion like that maybe it's the county final occasion I don't know somewhat playing a factor because like the advantage is there like it, it should be played it just doesn't make sense I suppose to kind of Go back to it and, like, as you've seen when Rory Lavelle took that free towards the end, like, it was like it was a way big, outside shooting range, yeah. kicked like Mars.
2: Yeah, it was, it was way outside shooting range. And that's the point, Paul. You know, I don't think you, you make that foul if it's if you're put, give let it on a plate for Tom O'Connor or, or Robert Finley. The point is that you, you make you in the game, you weigh it up and you, you know, you, you make your assessment. But I just, you know, again not that I would be overly critical or anything like that but I just think in a situation like that it is actually important for for a game football that, that what we want to see is an at attack so that rewarded and in a situation like that I just think you have to you have to play advantage I can understand why it happens you know that the crowd was a fever pitch at the moment there was I think he he'd booked the two boys with the, the Peter Cook incident off the ball before that as well and maybe that was all weighing in his mind and there was a, a chance to catch a breath in early but I just think in a situation like that you just you know let it play out for another five seconds and see how it goes was it one that you did? You felt Sean or Mike Colum
0: kind of got away with? Uh,
1: possibly. Now, at the time, like I, I when the free was given, I, I thought Rory Lavelle. I thought that was within his range. Um, you know, he has a nice strike of the ball. Um, you know, it's kind of like a two-three iron. He didn't catch it well at all, and it's kind of you know, it it didn't even you know get to the to the end line, but. Um, you know, I suppose we can't be too hard on on, on uh, Martin Flaherty because I think it was his first county final. I thought he did a decent job up to then, possibly maybe a bit whistle-happy. There was a couple of... But, you know, there, there was nothing... I, I I wouldn't call that... Um, I think it was... You know, if, if that had happened earlier on in the game, um, you know, there wouldn't be so much about it. But the fact that it was... Probably the last attack um, of the day, um, you know. That's obviously why there's so much talk about it, and it did bother John O'Mahony because, like you said, Morris, he, he he went up to the ref afterwards, and it's not something like I'd have ever seen John O'Mahony do uh, down through the years. You know, he doesn't. He, he he keeps his emotions in check, and you know, even watching him on the sideline this year with Saltire you know, he, he's very, very calm. So, um, you know, he's not as animated as he would have been years ago, I would say with Galway. But uh, yeah, I, I suppose from Hill's point of view, it's something that they could look back on and say, what if um, they certainly had two or three fellas on the overlap there and um, they could have even, you know, possibly got in for a goal chance. But I think, um, you know, yeah, but the, like I said, these are you know the thin margins. These things happen in finals, um, you know, where small little things go against you, and you know you just have to deal with it.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's definitely something that does happen in finals. It's these, I suppose, tight little margins and that play such a factor. I suppose we were touching there towards um, the, I suppose, moments towards the end of that final, but just like even. Early on, if you do consider it, um, like saw obviously brace ahead Mars, uh, 1 1 to a point after uh six minutes, then it's like qu- it's a quick enough reply, really, from Mike calling to stretch back into the lead. Then on 10 minutes, um, five points to 1 1. Um, and like I think that's where major credit has to be given to Sautil because they got into a lead so early and then they were, I suppose. Behind, then um, straight away
2: within such a quick period. And I would say, Paul, if you if you were to look at the the key metrics for a game like this, Sotel were probably ahead. I I actually thought my Colin started the game kind of sloppy enough, and a couple of our key players weren't really in the game. But the one thing that they do have, I I, I have to say from watching, I've seen up close to good bit this year. I think my Colin are an exceptionally well coached team. Like I think they took apart Montpellier's kick out. They had clearly done a lot of video work on that. They, you know, they're cheating. They knew the signals completely took it apart in the same final. Same thing again, you know, the first five kickouts go back to them in this game. You know, they're they're one, one down, you're looking for something and they just ultra aggressive press. They force the belt to go long, kicks three out over the sideline and one breaks for a Cook. The, the, the only one that they won was their fifth kickout, which uh, Shania Lydon came out and catch, caught that ball. But until then, they had just dismantled kick kickout. And, and in a situation like that, I actually think, you know, there probably should be a bit of an onus on, I think if you're, when you see that really hyper-aggressive press, I know some teams don't like doing it, but sometimes I think it's just worth just getting it safe, like get kicking it off, getting the ball off short, securing possession. Because that's what that was my cooling's avenue back into the game. So you know, you, you get this really strong lead. Suddenly then my cooler start pressing ultra aggressive. Um, they themselves actually they are able to just you know, as a counterpoint, they're able to work a short kick out. The perfect example is you know, Desi Kennedy's first point when he punched over the bar. That was a short kick out that went to the corner. It's um Zakine Dean who carried the ball out. Uh, he he brings the ball to the midfield. It's a you know, this and then there you know, this ultra aggressive, athletic runners that can carry the ball forward and it ends in a, a hand pass score at the other end. But that's the one thing I would have thought at a moment like that, you know, you're nearly, you're hoping, <laughs> not hoping, but it would have been nice to see Sotel kind of double down and put the foot in the throat. And, you know, uh, I don't know if you remember Gareth Donaldson had a really good chance just after. It was also awesome. identical actually to Offarty's goal. Same thing again, coming on that on his left foot, he dropped it into the goalkeeper's hands. Like uh, you're nearly hoping for Sotel to, to take advantage of what was effectively a lull. And, and they didn't. And, you know, the biggest the disappointment, I suppose, you talk about regrets for South Hill, and I'm sure they'll have frustrations around that, the advantage do at the end. But they'll also frustrations around the fact that they close out the first half, Tom O'Kolan kicks that point from free. Their next score is 17 minutes later, the 47 minutes when Sh- Shani kicks that point. Yeah, isn't the there game.
0: a free by Collan there in the um, second
2: half? I think That's a killer. Like that, yeah, that, 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 absolutely. that period is is an absolute killer. Like, because you know you're you're up, you're playing with the winds. That you, you're all you, you kind of have a strong hand here. And uh so as much as you know, as much as there is a lot of talk about the advantage of that, a period like that is just as costly. And uh and unfortunately, that's you know there are fine margins, I suppose, that will come against you in the in county final.
0: Like that's that's definitely one channel. Like like we were talking there about the advantage, but it's nearly. I suppose in such a chaotic game where something where so much went on, you nearly forget about like one or two opportunities, maybe a bit of the scoring drought Saltil had in the second half.
1: Yeah. And, you know, in, in, in a game that was low scoring, uh, every, every score is so, so valuable. And, you know, you just reminded me there, Morris, that free that Tomo had, that he missed, uh, like that was huge. Um, but it just goes to show, I suppose, that, the power of the mind. I mean, yeah. if there's nothing riding on that free, he'd have probably put it over because it was well within his range. It was, you know, the right side of the goal for him. Like he'd have done that. I'd say nine times out of 10 with his eyes closed, but pressure of a County final, um, you know, it plays tricks on minds and, you know, unfortunately for him, he missed it. But to be fair to salt Hill, like for a team that, you know, hadn't won a County final for 10 years, you know, you wouldn't like Saltin so Don't do inferiority complex, right? Uh, you know that's. You know they they went into that county final expecting to win, and um, they they would have played Moycullen a lot at underage and and have had the measure of them. A lot of would say you know I think there was five or six players from the UCG or I don't know what you call them now NUIG, UIG uh, Sigerson <laughs> Cup winning team from this year would have, we'd say, been on, on, on both teams that went out the last day. So they knew each other very well. So, like, you know, Saul Till, like I, I work with John Armstrong, he's a selector with Saul Till, and I text him Sunday night and just, you know, commiserated with him. And, and I kind of said to him, it was very nearly the perfect display. You know, there was only three or four things that you could pick out from their display that wasn't, you know, we say Tom was free. Uh, they played, I suppose, a very near perfect, would we'll say, first half. You go two points up uh, against the breeze. Um, you know, yes, Garage or Garage Armstrong's uh, short free, um, but they nearly pulled it out of the bag. They really did. They showed some, you know, um, you know, very well coached team as well. Um, you know, the way they set up when. You know, when they protect the D. Um, and then when they attack, they keep, you know, a fair amount of width, their 10 and 12, just kind of, just like you would say the Dublin wing forwards used to do in their pomp. They'd hug the sideline just up and down. But um, yeah, look at, um, you know, I suppose on the other hand, then Mike Cullen, you know, they showed great resilience. They didn't play particularly well. They played very well the week before against Mount Bellew. They didn't play very well in the quarterfinal against Clare Galway, but still, you know, great resilience to keep doing, you know, and sticking to the game plan right to the very end. So, you know, and I know you might be asking about this, Paul, in a while, but it'll be interesting now to see how, you know, with the shackles off as such, like how will they go in the Connacht Club Championship? That'll be very interesting.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely fascinating to know how you're going to get on. Lads, just before we do, I suppose, move on. Maybe just, like, because we have to a bit on Sawtell about how Mike Cullen did get the job done. If, if is wrong, if we don't pay tribute to this, but Mars, for me, like, I can't remember a player who's had a good as a goal like club championship this year is Robert Finnerty. Like, he's been just a joy to watch, right foot, left foot, like, like, Robert Finnerty's performances would nearly, I suppose, you're nearly thinking of things Shane Walsh should do. Like, that that's the, I suppose, similarity that I play anyways when you look at, like, Finnerty's performances across the championship.
2: Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. From the from the very first day, he, took, he played us in inside the stadium, uh Stadium. played Barna, sorry. Um, he was absolutely excellent that day. I, I actually, you know, I think I said to you at the time, Paul, I thought that that's, the score went kind of flat until so that day, but he was just leading the line and continued to do so for the rest of the year. Um, by all accounts, he did so with a, a fairly considerable back injury. You know, I think he, he obviously came off that day, but it sounds like he was carrying that all year. But you wouldn't have known it by by his performances. I actually think it's it's encouraging from a goal perspective too. There's definitely there's definitely a future for Finney maybe on the the forty five and the way how he links up play and that. I, to be honest, I wouldn't have necessarily seen him in that role before this year, but I definitely think it's worth experimenting with. And um, yeah, the prospect of, of him in the fourth end and Shane and Damien inside is 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 fairly exciting. when I have to say. Do you think the captain role gave him, I suppose, a bit of responsibility that like he kind of wanted? That's a good question. Yeah, I imagine so. I like I think he wouldn't have earmarked me. I wouldn't have necessarily thought of him as Captain Material. He's just such a laid-back fella, you know, he his his demeanor. But then I suppose maybe the maybe what's the need is that kind of a calm mind and he absolutely embodied that and also I think the one thing like his decision making I, it's such an under aspect of a footballer but you know because sometimes people will you'll get a encourage a guy like a shooter to, to facilitate other people and you know he'll be supposed to be in front of him when he's trying to involve other people but he always got the balance right like if the pass needed to be played, he got he the pass but if he needed to take a chance he did it too like he struck, struck the balance perfectly and that wasn't just you know that wasn't just in a, in a county final like he did that all year long
1: just can i just uh, come in there a second on robert finerty um years ago uh, myself and a friend of mine we used to run this sports camp on the grounds of uh, the school that i teach in well it's it used to be called st mary's college but anyways um and we used to run it for 4 weeks and it was Gaelic football right and robert finerty and the older brother william they live about just down the road, just past wards there, right? And most kids, they would come just for one week, but Robert would come for the four weeks, right? He'd rock up Monday morning. This is when he was about 11, 12 years of age, right? Um, You know, and he he just loved the football, you know, and you could see it even then, you know, that he was just so skillful, so, so skillful on the ball. And, uh, he didn't like losing either. I'll always remember like, you know, the way young lads, when they lose, you know, sometimes they cry, right? Well, he was the biggest crier, you know, that I can like, well, one of the biggest I can remember. But it just, no, it's just interesting to see how he has developed from that to what he is now. um, you know, and you see them
0: like at an early age, like when you're seeing
1: them at eleven. Oh, you could, yeah. Like you're just so comfortable with the ball, like. But then you see, you know, you just don't know. You know when a guy gets to 15, 16 years of age, you know, there's other things that go on in their lives. You just don't know. You know, is football going to mean that much to him? And obviously, with his dad and all that, you know, it's very, it's very important in his life. So. You know, it's just interesting to see how how much he has developed. And, like, he is getting better with Galway. Um, I mean, you know, I think it's been fairly well documented that we'd stay in the final last year against Kerry. And I know we're talking about the county final, but that he was probably hauled off, um, you know, a bit, a bit too soon. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, e- even, you know, the, I suppose the talk is that Go his bench last year probably wasn't the greatest like, but even during the match watching it, I was thinking back to, to remember what Mickey Hart did with Peter Canavan, took him off, but brought him back on again. Like I would have thought that, you know, the way the game opened up so much in the last five, six minutes, that Robert Finerty, if you brought him back on, like he could have, you know, done something like, but certainly maybe as an eleven. Yeah, next year for Galway, you know, that, that could certainly work like because he's very, very comfortable on the ball and, you know, he's got great vision. um, And, and you know, just his, his dummies as well, you know, when he has the ball, like he, you, you know, the guy, the quarterback or whoever's marking him thinks he has him snared and then he just sidestep again. And, you know, just he's a lovely player to watch.
0: Just with Mike Colin, like, obviously turned it around uh, in that second half uh, in the end, just winning by the minimum. Like a couple of players, I suppose, that did interviews for Mike Cullen after the game, Sean og it mm. was referenced like we just went back to basics. We weren't happy with what we were doing in the first half. Like, do you think it was solely that or was there something in particular for you, Mike Cullen, done differently in that second half?
1: Well, I think I think the, the, the big... No, I, I, I wouldn't be... How should we say what I'd call a great X's and O's man? You know, as in tactics and all that. But uh, for the first twenty minutes, uh, Tomo and and Robert Finerty were left one v one or two v two, and there was no sweeper in front of them. And you know, they were they were causing Mycullen lots of lots of bother. Connell, Ellen then made the decision for the last 10 minutes of the first half and for the entire second half to play Sean Kelly in front of, you know, the two lads that were marking Tomo and, and Robert, uh, you know, and that made a big difference. And I think as well in the second half, Owen Kelly went to mark uh, Robert Finnerty. Now, Owen Kelly is another, you know, interesting story. Like, um, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll just take you back maybe about seven or eight years he sat in my um, Leaving Cert Biology class for two years, right? And I was, I suppose, in charge of the St. Mary's football team, right? And we'd say Sean was playing, and uh, no, Paul was a bit too young at the time. But I kept going on to Sean, I says, does, does your brother own play like, and he says, no, no, he's, he's, he's no interest in gaming football. So I... <laughs> I keep asking him, I said, will you come out and, and play? No, I, I, I don't, I have no interest. Right? You see, he was, he was on to uh, basketball and he went to America on a four-year basketball scholarship. And it was only when he came back, I think about three years ago, that he actually took up Gaelic football. So, like, he actually is another guy that could be really, really good for Galway next year. Because if, 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 he, if he has the ability, which he showed the last day of, of negating Robert Finerty, because Robert was much quieter in the second half, I felt, uh, when compared to the first half. Well, you know, that shows that he's got, got huge potential. But um, yeah, that was another move in the second half, I felt, that made a big difference. Putting Owen Kelly directly on Robert Finnerty and having Sean, we'd say, sweeping up back there. Um, and he has that wonderful ability, whilst he's sweeping back there, to also contribute to, you know, t- to the team in an in an attacking sense. So he was continuously, um, you know, driving out with the ball and just providing that leadership, um, you know. And I think I think it is something that simple that was said at halftime. I mean, you know, like yourself, Paul. I read in the papers that. You know the the battle cry at half time was let's just get back to basics, let's refocus, let's do the simple things right, and let's see where that brings us. But like we said earlier, they did rely on a small bit of luck to finally get them over the line.
0: Did you see Anderson different in the second half? Like it's it's a great point Sean Oak touches there about like Owen Kelly and how he had no interest uh, like in playing football and now. The transformation this year, Morris, because throughout this championship, on Kelly's brought been such a
2: key man marker for my goal Yeah, it's funny. I am um, obviously from my my day job at the forty two. I used I covered NUIG's Sigerson team this year a good bit, and I met a man from a neighbouring club here in Galway who was be watching football all over the country. I mean, this 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 man knows his football, and he said to me, "It could have been this must have been December or January, lads." Uh, Owen Kelly is the best footballer in Galway right? not in the County squad and I've even speaking to people in my column about Owen Kelly and they said "Oh, he can't really kick he can't really p- pass but he's a phenomenal athlete but he just saw it in him and you know, I actually remember that day they bet at UL in the final and he was you know Mulcahy got a lot of praise that day for the job he did on Clifford Kelly was phenomenal that day like, he was phenomenal Donal Sullivan had been unbelievable for UL all year, and he just put the clampers on him they followed him stride for stride everywhere totally took him out of the game um, in terms of what you know that, that was a fairly pivotal point. I actually saw an interview my couldn't put up on Facebook that um, Sean Kelly said that as soon as Owen was told that he was put on Robert friendly, he asked Sean to come on front of him. So it, it wasn't just one Kelly had to do, but it was two, um, which which is no mean feat. Um, but yeah, like the, the, other, the other luxury, and this is a serious luxury to have, is to be able to spring someone like Aiden Claffey at halftime. Like I, I'm a huge fan of his. I just think he's... Um, He's an, like you know, he's an absolute tighten of a little cornerback if he wanted to be. But he's also a very versatile footballer. He's well able to get forward, and he's got huge pace. So he kind of has, has it all. And a change like that is is really pivotal. The other thing I would say as well, you know, uh, Sean made a great point earlier about the the mental pressure of uh, county final and what that maybe can do to a, to a player. And you know, you look at the the goal, and you, we're talking. But these are two relatively young squads, but you look at the goal. Uh, that's my calling concede, and what's the next thing that happens? And it's Dave Wynn goes, demands the short kick out, drives up the field. He's involved twice in that attack, and that ends in a, a Sean Kelly's point. And that was just the perfect response. He took on that mantle a couple of minutes later. It actually it ended in such a score, but he had a brilliant shoulder on Dolan Hunt to dispossess him. Um, Corcoran, I think played the ball and going after that and gave away a free. But with players like that, Paul, like they're they're worth their weight in gold in situations like that when you just want someone to to come forward, grab the game by the, the mantle. That bit of experience, he's been there before. You know, he's. He's been in with setups. He's kind of has that that experience. He came up, and kicked the rare point as well. So players like that really came to the fore. And just to go back to, I know we moved on from Sotel but experience like this will stand to Sotel You know that experience like that will will only take this team on. Like they're they're going nowhere.
0: And even you were saying there, Mars like Aiden Claffey, Patrono like to just players, I suppose that. Obviously, they've transferred to this Holland club. That there's no doubt about it. They've benefited. Of, like like Owen Gallagher, man of the match performance last day. Like Tom Clare probably won't get the praise he deserves, but like he ran himself into the ground. Neil Walsh, who came in from Leitrim, has brought it. But like then to from the Holland underage ranks to bring players through. Like like someone there, like the last day, who probably isn't going to get the praise he deserves like Michael Mahan at back his, his first year in senior football and the same for uh Conor Corcoran as well.
1: Um well ju- I suppose you, you're, you're on there about um the, we'll say the few blow-ins that Mike Cullen have and I do know that we'll say initially maybe two you know because I'd have friends from my Cullen, you know would say traditional Mike Cullen, J people that some people may not have been you know, hugely enamoured with the fact that you know th- there was there was guys uh, coming into the club um, that weren't probably even living in the parish. But I think when they won two years ago, that was all forgotten. But <laughs> their 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 underage then um, you know feeds nicely into the the whole setup and the fact that it's a growing parish as well. I mean, you know, in Galway they say like that my Cullen and we'll say Clare Galway and out here in, in or more that, you know, those parishes are really exploding now. So like the, the, the ingredients or the recipe for success is there in my Cullen, you know, you have the, uh, you know, it's a very traditional, you know, it, ha- it still has that country GA, you um, you know feel to it whilst it's a it's a it's an exploding uh, parish. You've got you know a couple of fellas like Gallagher, like Clark, you know who have added to the mix as well. And you know uh, you mentioned the underage there as well. I mean the last day and even against Mountbello, you know your man James McLaughlin. I mean he has to come into the mix as well. And I think I think he is well from what you can read. I think he's he will be fit enough for, you know, if they do go some ways in the kind club championship and, you know, what an addition he will be. And then, you know, I, I was at, I was out in Russmook on, on uh, Saturday uh, morning, the day before the County final, when Colin won the Westboard minor A uh, title. And there was a young lad there, Charlie Cox. He came on for um, Galway in the minor final. I mean, he just destroyed Ormore on his own leg. So, you know, my Cullen is a, I suppose, you know, a, a growing giant and it's up to the rest of us to try and, you know, make life difficult for them.
0: Yeah, and with that, like, Daniel, I suppose you mentioned Charlie Cox, Daniel Cox as well, like he would have been going minor a few years ago, he seemed to struggle struggled with injury, but like, it, it's definitely something that... They probably do hold an advantage over clubs in go. I know it was so tight the last day, but it's still like if you look at that Mike Cullen panel it is a scary prospect.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, you just think about someone like the addition of someone like James McLaughlin in itself is is kind of a frightening prospect. They're only going to get better. Um, I don't know, but you has a bit of soft talk here about maybe another high profile transfer coming from the Midlands next year. So they they really are gonna kick on. I think there's you know this could be the start of the force i would be you know i know you mentioned earlier but i would be really interested to see how they go in cannes now because there is there's a huge opportunity there for whoever wants it you've got a lot of first time winners a lot of the kind of heavyweights out of it um tridline on the other side of the draw so you've got this there's a good path a really strong path for a team who kind of wants to stake a claim for a contract and as much as you could say it's my current first run, they did win a county title in 2020 i can imagine it was a bit of frustration but not actually getting a provincial run then so i'd be very curious to see how they go um against westport now
0: the way the Connacht draws set up, uh, my column versus Westport, and the winner plays uh, Ross Cunningham, county champions, strokestown, and then you have St. Kieran's, uh, from London playing St. Mary's, and the winner of that plays uh, Tula Strand in the semi. Sh- Sean O, just even I suppose when you said there, like early on, that you'd be interested, um, to see how my column would get on in Connacht, like I suppose with Carroll back in the day, you would have won a county title experience yeah. kind of like as your first time in it like what's what's that kind of experience like
1: yeah to to, to be honest um would say when when carol won the county title in 96 because it was such a huge thing for us it was very very well, it was nearly impossible to you know because we we turned around i think i think it was a 7 day turnaround before we played Clanagael mm-hmm. in the Connacht Club semi-final, so we now like there was only two points in it, 12-10, but it, it was very very difficult to focus on that game, coming from where we did, um, and as well as that, the, you know the 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 club championship now is a much bigger monster than it was back then. Even though it was important mm-hmm. back then, but it's it's you know. There's a lot more publicity about it now. Um, you know, most of the big games are live on TV and, you know, there's big crowds at them. So I would imagine that Mike Cullen will really want to give uh, Sunday week a go against Westport. You know, the break of two weeks is just perfect. They can have their celebrations, which is important, but at the same time, you know, they'll see this as, as an opportunity. Um you know it's not the easiest draw but the good news is that Westport are in exactly the same position or probably in a, in a worse position in the sense that it's their first ever Mayo county or first ever Mayo county title so you know they're going to have to deal with you know the the celebrations and all of that but if one was to look at history i think it was 2007 um, and Colin won the intermediate championship in Galway and 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 they went on to win the All-Ireland Intermediate Football title. So, and and there are some, would you believe it, players that are on the panel now that played back then. And I'm thinking of, you know, he didn't come on the last day, but Conor Bohan, um, I think he would have been listed as a sub the last day. So, you know, they're not afraid of, you know, going on and representing, um, you know, My Colin on the on the national stage, Uh, they won't have any inferiority complex. And an interesting uh, thing that I read today, I thought it was, uh, you know, Sean Kelly. Every single competition that he has entered this year as a player, he's got to the final of. So think about that now. All Ireland Senior Football FBD Division Two of the National League County Final. Sigerson final, final Connor final. You know, so it's written in the star sec, like, you know. So um yeah, so you know, I look at you know, if he if could see out the year, he just has one more uh competition to play in. we say uh, if they get to a final it'll be next year. But you know, it'll be interesting to see and certainly be watching that game Sunday week.
0: It's a really interesting statistic there, Mars. You could I suppose you could say for probably Paul Kelly as well. I know Owen Kelly got drafted in probably into the Galway panel probably after the FPD so it hasn't been in every final but
2: there's probably there's definitely been two of the Kellys that have been in every final yeah it doesn't seem to, to hold him back either I would look I hope I really hope that McCullen kind of let him loose against uh, Westport and don't maybe send him in, you know I, I actually I've seen a good bit of Westport this year just through work and start, like on paper they're a, a very impressive team but I, I you know I never like the I would say they are a bit more conservative maybe than you might think just looking at them on, on paper they've got some very good forwards the other McLaughlin Oshie not McLaughlin he, don't know, he looks exactly like his brother only he's actually got a bit of finishing about him as well um, which is kind of frightening prospect and then we've got Phil McDonough who you know, has been a, a decent pair for me over the couple of years but he's been great for Westport this year but I, I kind of hope that they let Sean Kelly loose and send let Westport send somebody out to him like I would love to see for example Sean Kelly start to centre forward and do Westport have to change up and bring Lee Keegan, who's been playing midfield for him, back to centre back and try and do a, a job on him. So I hope they, hope I couldn't go out and try and go out in front foot. And um, particularly the three Kellys, there's, there's no better men to do it. You know, you could send, you could easily send on after, uh, after Oshie McLaughlin on the wing, let them worry about what the, it'd probably be Owen McLaughlin probably go after Paul and let uh, Sean Kelly sent centre forward. And uh, I think the only pair Westport have of capable of quite them would be, would be Lee Keegan. And
0: it's like, as you mentioned there, Mars, like when, when you're when you're just listing out some of the names, like it, it could really be the game of the Connacht Championship because, like you're thinking more than like whoever wins that should win Connacht out. Yeah, I,
2: I think so definitely. My my, goodness, you know, you'd be surprised. Mayo clubs actually don't have as good a record in Connacht as you think. Like you go back to 2015 is the last time a Mayo club. I think um, like Caspar won it that year. I think don't quote me on that. Um, that you, you've seen Mayo clubs, but they they're. Generally, they actually haven't had um, a stronger record. So, and particularly when you've got first-time winners, that's a big thing, I think, this year. You know, you mentioned Town and the way they finished, they ended as well. So, a lot of these things are going to be coming off the back of... Um, I don't know, uh, Paul, you might be. I don't think you would be, Sean. But if anybody's on Instagram, they saw the celebrations in Westport this week. They seem to be fairly raucous. So, I can look at that. They deserve to to enjoy it too. But there's there's definitely a huge window here for either of these teams, depending on um, how the week goes. There was a sense as well,
0: Sean, o, like before we finish like at the end of that game there seemed to be like I suppose for some Galway supporters that they were happy for my calling in one sense but then I suppose when Peter Cook misses out on the county title in 2020 from being stateside he was obviously delighted for his club mates but to miss out on the first title I'd say there was a bit of devastation there for him but he won't admit it either but for him to like punch that ball then to the net and win the county title and even as Owen Gallagher was uh, saying on the interview about Peter Cook, like the hand of God, like lifting his hand up in the air.
1: I know, yeah. Well, it, it's a real fair fairy tale story. Um, yeah, like no matter what Peter Cook says, you know, he he had to have been fairly devastated to have missed out on two years ago. Um. I think it, that said, I think the win two years ago was a bit diluted by the fact that you know it was COVID and all that. So you know the, the final, the last day, you know the fact that there was crowds there, like I'm sure it and you know brought him some sort of closure, that type of thing. But it, from from what my sources tell me, uh, I think he will be available for Galway next year, which will be you know a, a big addition um especially if you know Liam Silk is gone and um you know I don't know there's rumors about Damien Comer um travelling but I'm sure he might be back for the for, for for the for the championship but um certainly um you know I just go back to the this camp that we used to run um we had Peter Cook working for us for one particular week there about 3 or 4 years ago and I have to say like that you wouldn't you wouldn't meet a nicer guy, um. You know, very grounded. Um. I think I think the only reason he didn't play with Galway, we'd say, in the last couple of years, was just I think he wanted to maybe give attention to other parts of his life. You know, we'd say his his career, that type of thing, which is very understandable. And to further that, he had to travel to to America, but. You know, having seen probably Galway in the All Ireland final last uh, July, you know I'm sure it gave him a kind of a an itch maybe to get back into it. But um, certainly, I would say that he enjoyed, would say Sunday night, Monday, and whether they went on to Tuesday or not, I don't know. But uh, I'd say they, I'd say they did. But uh, no, no, I, like I was delighted for him, like you know.
0: I know. I like it. It was it was remarkable scenes. Like when you consider all of that, Mars.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, cards on the table. I actually, I, I played with Peter in the Bish. He would have done the same thing. We grown up, so yeah, you just you'd be you'd be over the moon from. I think the way this year felt was was just difficult. You know, he, he went traveling with his partner. They they decided to come back early, but it was it was, you know, they came back prematurely. Sorry, but it was mid-season for Galway. that didn't necessarily fit. But if the capability is there, and the thing is, Paul, you look, you know, you go back to. We've referenced a couple of now, but you go back to the All Ireland final and maybe how Conroy tired and you know Galway just seems to be crying out for maybe a a bit more of a physical presence around the middle. And Peter's just perfect for that. Like you know, he can do that perfectly. He's actually added a couple of elements to his game. Um, I know it didn't quite click in the county final, but I've been really impressed with how accurate he's been striking off the ground this year. So he yeah, he would be a huge addition if um if fingers crossed he's back in with Galway next year.
0: And just on that, because like uh... The County final itself was a spectacular game, as we mentioned. But like there's always going to be people, I suppose, fascinated now of like who can get the goal call and who's who's going to be in there at the start of the year. But like I thought it was just fantastic over the weekend as well, Morris. Like Evan Murphy's players had unbelievable underage talent, but like it's just really been hampered by injury injuries. Really, yeah. And like he put in he put in a performance that He's, he's, he's definitely kind of saying poor Joyce like
2: that, he's available starting next year. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of there's a couple of those kind of not fairy tale stories, but a couple of nice redemption acts. I wouldn't be one bit surprised if John Maher gets a phone call after the, the club form he's had this year. I think um he's been like he's he's uh, um eats up the dirty work that maybe Satir could use slightly more of, you know. Um and that's actually just you know, to circle back to the final one thing I that I, I was kind of noticing, you know, I, I don't know if you remember. So until maybe went in at half time against down slightly flat and maybe you know out of down, I kind of got dropped the and they made two changes at half time brought on Don Hunt uh, brought off Paddy Kish I think was playing way forward that day and they waited until the forty fourth minute to make a change in the final I think those kind of changes have a big impact same you could actually say the same thing end up costing Galway in an Ireland final maybe not having that um that impact off the bench but sorry just to circle back to your question yeah I think John Maher will definitely get a call um, I think Evan Murphy has demonstrated. Well, his pedigree was kind of proven beforehand, maybe, that he was capable of this. He just needed to get a, a run, just a run of games, I would say, actually, you know, in terms of a consistent run, not a, an injury-free spell. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Conor Corcoran, maybe, if they have a look at him as well. He's been really sticky this year. Um, so, yeah, there's a few there's a few hopefuls and a few probables from the final and both from the year as well, actually.
0: Anyone else uh, caught the eye for you, Sean Oak, throughout the championship?
1: Um we will say the last yeah, day. I'd, I'd agree with Morris there. Um, just on John Maher, he he had been in on the panel um, with Porik. I know about uh, two years ago. I think, he yeah, played, I think he played
0: the COVID game against Mayo. Yeah,
2: the cage, hammering yeah. that was his only game. Yeah, when they got in, out in tune yeah. when they got they got cut open. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think yeah, and I think I think he was taken off at half time, We'd say in that game, but you know, okay, it's 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 one thing looking at a county final and looking at you know potential guys for senior intercounty setup like but it's it's there is such a big uh, i would say gap between I would say the you know the county final level and kind of the business end of senior intercounty championship um certainly evan murphy you know he he he's done it for galway at, at, at minor level um he played minor i think for for two years in a row very very skillful on the ball um i think he dabbled in 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 soccer for a while and i think it was as cruciate that he did like but certainly i i saw Saul Till in the semi final against uh, Or no um quarter final against Chum in Choom stadium like and he came in at half time and he made you know he made a big difference when Robert Finnerty went off injured. But um you know there's a few there's a couple of um you know a couple of the Mike Cullen players the corner back there um uh what's his name yeah Mulcahi um, yeah Mulcahy and and isn't Corker as well.
0: Connor yeah. Corker yeah
1: yeah you know they, they they were you know they were lively enough like but it's it, it's not like we'd say my day where you can bring a guy who's played well in the club championship and then just suddenly parachute him in at county level, like there's the whole world of, of conditioning and all that, you know, they have to, you know, you know, and that takes, that takes years. So, um, you know, certainly, um, you know, the age profile of the two teams that participated in the final, the last day, you know, they're, they're. Young enough. And do you know what? Like the thought crossed my mind as well. You know, everybody's on about Robert Finnerty, but his older brother, Wyndham, like he's a tidy, you know, he's a tidy kind of a cornerback and he's a guy that's never, you know, mentioned when these conversations uh, happen. Like, but, you know, he's, and, and the other Salt Hill cornerback as well, um, Fadden. I mean, Owen oh, yeah. He, oh, McFadden, he, he played in, um, on the same minor team as uh, Desi Keneally, the day or the year um, David Clifford got the goal in the second half to beat them. It was a wet All Ireland final. Like he he has intercounty pedigree. Um you know so he's a guy that possibly could be looked at. And another guy I think, you know, that they should certainly look at. Um, especially considering that Liam Silk, we may not see him again, but you know, own own current from obviously Anna Down.
2: down, yeah.
1: I mean, you know, I just like his attitude on the pitch. He just doesn't take any, you know, he's a he, you know, he he he's not gonna score a top corner goal for you, but just his whole attitude, you know. I think I think if that could be harnessed, um I know he well, as far as I'm aware, like he didn't play with Anna Down this year until um, we'll say their last match against um, okay. uh, Saltil, yeah, against in the semi final, yeah. So, like, you know, he's a guy if he was willing to come back because I'm sure he keep, you know, he's kept in shape. You know, he's a guy that could be looked at.
0: And just before we do finish, like, is is there anyone else that stood out for your Mars? Like, even when you consider, I suppose, the two teams that weren't in the final as well.
2: I, I like to look at Nathan Granger from Clare Galway. Um, I think he 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 worth the go. Just you know, I not that I would be critical of what Galway have in that position, but um, I think the the final and final were probably defined by, you know, not defined, but there was featured by goalkeeper mistakes, uh, and a player who just reminded me again of how good he's been this year is Dara Farken. I just think like his shot statement was unbelievable. His kickouts are very good, and um, I definitely think he's you know he's worth consideration. Um, Declan Potter, I think has been good. So, there's a few, right? Yeah, Paul. just to go back to what Sean said. Like that, thats a great point in terms of the reason I actually think Owen Kelly is more likely to have an impact than maybe some other uh, more skillful footballers is because of the athletic potential he has already there. Like that's it's inbuilt. He has the conditioning, athletic framework. Is there from what he did in the states coming back? So I actually think he's more likely. The way intercounty football is right now, he's more likely to have an immediate impact next year versus some of these players we're talking about now it might be two or three years before we see them you know kick on on, a, on the intercounty scene
1: yeah no it, it, it's
0: definitely be, I suppose he's going to get it, because we're assembling that squad soon because I think it's officially it's the second or third week in November they're allowed to officially be back training um, and um,
1: sorry for cutting across you there Paul but you know we haven't mentioned uh would say the goalkeeping situation at mm-hmm. all um and uh, you know the county final the last day was defined by i suppose two goals that you could kind of point the finger at both goalies and say you know you could have done better there like but um you know has any goalie put up his hand in the Galway senior football ch- or even intermediate or junior that might challenge we will say Conor Gleeson because I think, you know, despite all his attributes, you know, I'm sure, you know, there are areas that he could, I suppose, improve on. I mean, we all saw the, the, you know, the game against Arma, um, but you know, you know, there was talks of like own Kern Rory Lavelle, um, possibly getting a call back, but. I don't know whether that will happen now after after last Sunday, but um, I'm going to say something controversial now, but uh, I think the best goalkeeper in Galway is actually uh, an or more married uh, man, a guy called Conor Carroll. He was in goal for the Sigerson winning team this year, and he did play underage for Galway, but for whatever reason, he transferred to Roscommon and he's sub on the Roscommon senior football yeah, team. Yeah, that's right. But if I was Parik Joyce, he'd be the man that I'd be ringing.
0: That'd be fascinating now to see, could we? Yeah. From the Rossies.
1: <laughs> well, he's a, he's, got, he's Galway born and bred. Yeah. You know, he's like... His, his uncle is the chairman of the Roscommon county oh, board. Oh, OK. So that's why... You know that's that's the connection there. Like, but I I've seen him play at intermediate level. You've probably seen him in the Sigerson. Like he's as solid as a rock. His kick out is is you know it's like cream. It's just you know lovely trajectory on it and lovely to catch. I'd imagine.
0: It'd be fascinating to see if we go through from end. But uh, no, we will definitely have to keep an eye on that one. But. uh that's all on our show for today. We'll um, be speaking with a couple of my Cullen and Damora McHale players uh, over the weekend in the lead-up to their Connacht Championship games. But, uh, lads, thanks a million for your time.
2: Thanks, Paul. Thanks, lads.